2: Hour two of the program, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Whoa. And uh, just in case you missed it, uh, quick update again. We're counting down the top 20 athletes the last 20 years on Fox Sports Radio over the course of the next couple of weeks here. We revealed 20 through 16 tonight. Uh, Sidney Crosby, Barry Bonds. Jimmy Johnson, Mariana Rivera, and Steph Curry. That was 20 through 16. I will continue to reveal five a week uh, for the next four weeks here on Fox. I want more info on that. We just broke it down. Who we voted for, uh, where we are with the rankings. It goes up on our Best Of podcast right after the show is over. iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can download it, subscribe, listen to it, rate us. We'll love you forever and ever again. Uh, That is on there as well as all the other fine things we talk about and say and all the best adjectives and adverbs that Mike and I can give you over the yeah. course of four hours in a night.
5: Yeah, nicely done. I, I'd like to com- congratulate you on your ability to give Steph Curry his nod, say, hey, this is where I ranked him, while still getting the system point guard uh, anti-Golden State Warrior nod in there. That was really well done by you. I thought yeah, you it was know, definitely not, not-
2: played not my first day. I could I I just I'd kind of kind of swoop that right in there, going, "Hey, listen," because that's what it is. And look, and and I got so much hate for that takeover. That it's like that, that take is like four years old now. I still yeah. get people telling me about it. It's amazing, but that's really the truth. He went Steph Curry went from being a good All Star caliber player. He was in the league for six years before Steve Kerr showed up. Steve Kerr showed up, and now he goes from, "Hey, this is a guy scoring twenty four points a game, pretty good point guard." Hey, he was he was a big star coming out of Davidson. Well, how good was he going to? Be. Golden State couldn't win anything. He couldn't lift them to anything. He had six years. But Steve Kerr comes in. Hey, we're going to try this system. We're going to move. We're going to shoot. And suddenly he's scoring 30 a game. and He's the greatest player in the NBA. No, that's a, that, that's playing well in a system. I don't know that he could go to another system and still score 30, 35 a game in his heyday like he did because he had the right system with it working for him in Golden State. If you just took him right off this team and put it on, put him on the Knicks, how many points is he really scoring a game? 12? 14? Well, he's we, going to score shoot. 35 because he's going to be the only guy taking shots. <laughs> it doesn't matter because the other, the other teams are going to put five guys on him. So I don't care how good a shooter you are. You're not getting, unless you're getting shots off from the logo, you're not going to be scoring 35. We don't need to guard these guys. They're standing under the hoop wide open. Don't worry about it. They're not going to make any shots. It's okay. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> how you covered Curry? Boxing one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are the other guys Free shooting? Safety. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It makes no difference. These guys haven't taken a shot in four weeks. Look at that. So that's kind of of where Wolf or the fresh Prince of Bel Air. (laughs) Just, just pass him the ball. He's dribbling up and down the court. Ben Affleck passing him the ball, and Michael J. Fox is just dribbling around, putting <laughs> up layups. That's what it's like playing with Steph on the Knicks. That's how it would be. Oh, by the way, the Knicks. And now, you completely listen. The, the, the fallacy of last week and, oh, my goodness, they're going to make big moves in free agency. What a surprise. They get told no by all the mid-range guys they want. Gordon Hayward, Victor Oladipo, DJ Augustine, all the guys. So they sign a bunch of crappy guys. They're going to sit around for a year. But next year, that's going to be it. It's like the... It's like they're P.T. Barnum. It's like it's like they Hugh Jackman running around saying, "Look at what well, look at what I have for you." We're gonna have this great show. It's gonna be awesome. Just wait and show up. I'm gonna be. All I've been told is wait till next year by the Knicks for the last eight years. Just oh, just wait. We got to get out. We, we got to get free. Free agents aren't coming. Okay, they're not. Coming, you couldn't get middle of the road guys to say, "Hey, listen, there's no you. They're not coming." Do you really think suddenly you're going to get to? No, I get the backsliding has stopped, and I'm excited about that. And now the Knicks know that, hey. We, we, they're a destination where people can go play. But you have to go get the guys when you can get them. You have to overpay and go all out for guys, like whether it is uh, a, a Victor Depot or a Russell Westbrook, even if he's not the great fit or a Gordon Hayward, because you actually need somebody to actually come there so you can say, okay, it works. All right, you need that. And the Knicks decided, ah, oh, we're not going to do this. We don't know about the trades for Russell Westbrook. And, you know, John Wall wants out, but we're not sure. You can't be choosy. I mean, you think you're going to get next summer it's going to be, oh, look at all these great free agents that are out there, and the Knicks are going to get none of them. And they're gonna, even though they have all – they've always had money. They've waited for a free agency, and no one has gone there. You have to make players go there, and that's what's going to grease the skids. You need that one person to say, okay, hey, come here, it's all right. And whether it's Westbrook, whether it's somebody else, that's how you have to do it. So I just see this. I go, "The Nick, they're going to win 23 games this year. I mean, they're going to be the worst team in the end. They're going to be in, in the lottery again for hopefully a great player coming out of college, but they'll wind up getting screwed and pick fourth like they always do, <laughs> and that's the reality. I mean, you have to take advantage of getting stars when teams are sick of them and say, okay, we'll do this now because this is our free agency. The Knicks needed to treat this free agency like next year, and trades are like free agency when you can bring guys in and still, no, 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 we're going to wait till next year. All right, because next year, everybody's going to decide to go play for the Knicks. Got it. I got it. That's how it's going to work.
5: I had to make sure to take notes because in my head, I just kept saying everything you ever want <laughs> as you guys dribbling at half court. Cause I'd pay to see that little top hat and gain and, mm-hmm. and singing like he was Hugh Jackman and Zach Efron. By the way, you said mid-level guys, Gordon Hayward got 30 million a year, man. That ain't mid range. Well, mid-level
2: free. Well, the superstar free agents <laughs> and then the mid-level free agents is what I'm saying. Not, not, you know, the, the guys that are superstars and then the next level of free agents. That's where Hayward and Oladipo and guys like that are. Okay, he got paid. He got paid like a big. He did get paid. He did did get paid. He scores twenty a game. He's a scorer. He got he got thirty million a year. Okay, but but look, but that's what you have to do, right? But setting up with him and ball. But that's what you have to do. Hey, how are we going to get players to come here? We have to overpay. We have to yeah. overpay to get somebody to come in to make to make where we're playing be a destination. So Gordon Hayward, where everybody else, I guarantee you, 25, 28 other teams in the NBA are going, we're not going to give Gordon Hayward $30 million a year. But some teams where that's the only way you're going to get a, a, a good yeah. caliber player to come, you kind of have to do that. And the Knicks don't get that part of it. They still think that, oh, no, no, somehow we're, we're going to wave a magic wand and things are going to be great. And, oh, this is how it's going to work. And the Knicks turned out to be one of the biggest losers in free agency. Yeah. And they're going to wind up being the worst team in the NBA again. I, maybe I cursed well, them with my like prediction. Said, they were they would. do something big. I know I cursed well, them. I said they were going to do something big, and they didn't.
5: S- no, no, they didn't. Offering a couple of Zoom sessions with the straight shot
2: wasn't going to be the thing to put them over. <laughs> I'm going to play a song for you. Here, ready? And a one. And a two. And a. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen, live from the Geico Studios. I mean, look, that that's just how things work now in the world. You got to make your own luck. You got to make your own breaks, and you can't just sell another. Day. A, a new day is coming. You can only tell me a new day is coming for so long before I'm going to cut bait. You know, it's like this. You know, I, I had a boss in in radio once who gave me you told me the best thing about about teasing, right? About saying how to get people to continue to listen, and you know when you tease something. You have to deliver it next. And I said, okay. He goes and, and it's hard because I understand that sometimes things happen, but you have to pay off the tease. You have, if, you're, if you're teasing, coming up next, we got a huge story out of the NFL involving a quarterback who uh, said he doesn't want to play for the Jets, whatever, whatever the story is. And I said, okay. He goes Because if you tell me you're going to do it and then you don't, and then you tell me again you're going to do it and you don't, I, I'm mad because I felt like I've invested time in what you promised me I'm not doing. It's, it's as if you say to a kid, hey, I'm going to give you ice cream in 10 minutes. And the kid comes back in ten minutes, and you say, "All right, yeah, I'm doing something, but I'll get you ice cream in ten more minutes." And then the kid comes back in ten minutes, and you say, "Oh, I'm giving you the ice cream in ten more minutes." That kid's going to hate you and walk away and not want to talk to you ever again because now you lied to them two, two times, three times. So just think of it that way about teasing when you when you want to keep an audience and keep people listening. And I was like, "That's a great analogy," and that's kind of what the Knicks do. No, no, next year's going to be great, so let's keep all the fans through it. No, but but next year's going to be great. No, this didn't work out. No, but next year. Try- Trust me, next year is going to be awesome. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. So many times I've seen this movie, Mike. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Something
5: tells me there were no little bowls of ice cream for a young Jason Smith.
2: Uh, no, I'll tell you. I, 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 I was very lucky. Out of the kitchen. I, I got to make my own ice cream at night, like when my grandmother went to bed. I was like, I'm going to have the biggest bowl of ice cream. How come there's no more ice cream left? I don't know. I only had a little yeah. bit last night. I had the biggest bowl. One of bowl. my kids pulls that scam, and uh, <laughs> you know what happens? There's no more ice cream in the freezer. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> twitter out how about a fresco mike gets swollen dome the jason smith show with mike carmen live from the geico studios now speaking of paying off on teases uh baltimore and pittsburgh set to play thursday night for now there's big covid concerns with the baltimore ravens as you know they're been besieged by it the last couple of days so it's kind of an iffy time right now the nfl says the game is proceeding as of now but uh certainly things are up in the air for this game uh, one of the big storylines this week, quarterback-wise, is the blame Lamar Jackson has been getting the past few weeks about how when there's big games, you're playing good teams, Lamar Jackson can't get it done. And this is how, this is why Lamar Jackson, in the long run, he's not going to work. He was everybody's MVP last year. Everybody loved him, but now, all oh, Lamar can't win the big games. You know what? Time out for one second. As we told you before, Lamar Jackson, it's not about him Suddenly, sucking when it comes to be to, to playing really good teams. When all the good teams beat you, and they and they're able to figure things out and figure out your quarterback. Well, that's on you as a coach to try to get past that. Because when it doesn't matter, the good team. If it's a bad matchup, it's a bad matchup, right? If it's Tampa Bay and New Orleans, that's a bad matchup for Tampa Bay. Now, New Orleans may be better, but they just they are a bad matchup for what the Saints do. And if it's a bad matchup for the Ravens, I get it. But every good team they play finds a way to stop the Ravens. They know what to do. So a lot of it is coaching, meaning that they have to figure out some way to get Lamar Jackson loose so they can be able to get up and down the field and and, and be able to win shootouts, be able to come from behind in games. And, you know, so that part of it we talked about a couple weeks ago. But the other part of it is this, Mike, is that you can be the best quarterback in the world, and only a select few are going to be great no matter who you put up with them. Right. There's only a select few that are going to be great, no matter what kind of wide receivers and running backs you have out there. Joe Montana was fantastic. All right. He was pretty good. Then Jerry Rice showed up and boy, he turned into really something right there. <laughs> Same thing with Steve Young. Steve Young was a really good quarterback. But when he finally ascended the starting job with San Francisco, hey, he had Jerry Rice. Right. Great quarterbacks. Very rarely can they do it with anybody. And that's when, you know, hey, you have an all time quarterback here. Um, the Ravens need to make things easier for Lamar Jackson. How do you come off of an MVP season where the guy broke through and you can't add anybody? There is nobody that defensive coordinators are worried about on that team besides Lamar Jackson. Nobody. No, you're not worried about J.K. Dobbins. You're not, you're not worried about Mark Ingram, and you know, who knows if they're even gonna play. And wide receiver wise, really, who are you worried about? You worried about Des Bryant? You worried about Hollywood Brown? I mean, really, he's got a great nickname, but come on. No one's worried about Hollywood Brown. I mean, there, there's no difference between a cool nickname and what a guy actually does than Hollywood Brown and what he does on the field. Yeah. Willie Sneed is a guy. You have not been able to put any playmakers out there to make Lamar Jackson's job easy. When every defensive coordinator for a guy, how do we slow down Lamar Jackson? We can, because we don't have to worry about these guys. We can single cover all these guys. All these guys, they're just wide receivers. I don't know how you have this franchise quarterback, and for now two years, you've decided, hey, in the offseason, we're we're not going to go get him anybody. We're going to dabble with Des Bryant, who was, last time he played in the league was three years ago. How do you not say this is our franchise quarterback? Let's give him help. That's on the coaches. Suddenly, trust me, if he had one good wide receiver, if he had one really good tight end, he would be putting up numbers, and it would be how can anybody stop this 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 Ravens offense that rolls downhill? But they haven't gone out to get anybody, and that's a failure of the Ravens to get him some help. Because if you just had one or two guys out. There, that were hey we got to worry about it. things would open up immensely for the Ravens on offense. Boy, all you got to do is worry about the quarterback and not worry about any of these other guys catching seven, eight passes a week. Well, guess what? You're, you're gonna you're gonna wind up winning these games if you can out scheme and out manage them. So th- this is really more on the Ravens for not doing enough to help him than it is oh boy, Lamar Jackson just can't get it done.
5: Yeah, issues on the offensive line. Losing Stanley for the year is huge. Losing Nick Boyle, your blocking tight end. I don't know. We might be the first show to actually mention him, so I want a prize. Uh, well, outside of Baltimore, of course. Uh, Boyle goes down, so there's a guy that you, you lose off of your line and you're blocking. The best receiver is Mark Andrews. But how much are you scheming for him? You mentioned all the wideouts. Miles Boykin. Willie Sneed the Fourth is is one of your go tos and your, your reclamation project of Des Bryant, five targets this past week. He's, he's a curiosity to see what he can be down the stretch, but there's no difference makers. The run game without Lamar Jackson having big games has been sputtering throughout the season. You know, a burst here and there from Gus the bus or maybe a little bit of Dobbins, but certainly not the consistency of years past. Defense has held up its end of the bargain for the most part, but – this, is, this goes back to what we are talking about with Tampa Bay. It's like, all right, if you're going to assemble talent as Tampa Bay did, but something's not working, it's time to figure out what the mold is, smash it with a hammer, and rebuild, right? If you're not going to use the play-action pass, you're, you're just killing yourselves because that offensive line's not good enough to hold up, right? You have to establish some semblance of a run. With Baltimore – You've realized you don't have guys that can gain separation, so it's time to adjust as best you can, not to mention saying, hey, what what's our cap number look like for next year where we can actually go add a viable playmaker? They'd look a lot different if Antonio Brown was running around there right now, I tell you that.
2: Oh sure, and that's why I thought. Well, they're going to get him. They're going they're going to get Antonio Brown because they have to. Because they got the no team is more desperate about getting something than the Ravens, and and they couldn't wind up doing it. I mean that that's why. I mean, look, you think all great quarterbacks? Tom Brady was great when he had Randy Moss, right? He was fan. before that. Was he a really good quarterback? Did he throw? No, he didn't. All right, Peyton Manning, they kept giving him. Whether it was Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, they always went out and got him help. All the great quarterbacks, right, they all get him help. Russell Wilson had Doug Baldwin for a few years, and then, okay, things stopped. Now here comes D.K. Metcalf. They're, they're, we're going to give you a guy to throw to. And every every team knows when we have the franchise guy, we get him help. And it's like the Ravens said, "Nah, we're just going to throw a bunch of guys out there and see that it works. It's not working. Not working, 100%. No, that's
5: it, man. You, you got to go and find yourself some some talent and, and not dismiss. Guy was the MVP, and now he's trash after a couple of games. No, uh, are they in right. trouble? You're damn right they're in trouble. But it's I wouldn't put it all at the feet of Lamar Jackson.
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Now, tis the season for giving, and to celebrate the start of the most joyous time of the year, DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, given all users a shot at their $25 million Thanksgiving giveaway. That's right, a share of up to $25 million in prizes is up for grabs this Thursday. All right, now think about this. You feel the sweat like never before with every run, pass, and catch. It means more with DraftKings. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. 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 So join the action, get your share of up to 25 million easy as pie. Mmm. Hi. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code JS. That's my initials. JS. For a limited time, all users can get a share of the $25 million in prizes this week. Don't miss out on Thursday's action. Enter code JS and get a share of $25 million in instant prizes when you enter a paid football contest on Thanksgiving. That's code JS, my initials. JS only at DraftKings. Make it rain. R E I G N. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Coming up next, speaking of the NFL, we have some hot take theater for you regarding a different quarterback and is he really going to get his job back when he gets back in the lineup? Let's hear I'm the very, flames out of the The flames. No, Tim, Tebow's not getting about. Tim Tebow's lucky the Mets are going to yes. keep around for another year. That's coming up next right <laughs> here, Fox. Go to tirerack.com slash sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
2: get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm an ass man. Live from the Geico Studios. Uh, Now, before we get to Hot Take Theater, involving mm-hmm. a big quarterback situation, the NFL. Okay, I want to say this because you know, I pr- again about teasing and promising. I said I was saving Tyshirt for this hour on the show. Yeah. Now I don't know if you know what I'm going to say to you, Alex Tyshirt, but you need to respond to this because this really is going to tell me that, you know, and show everybody that your way of not having protein is no good. Give it to me. Alright, so this according to Sky News, which has a check mark so it's like official and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, they did a story that said vegans are more likely to suffer fractured bones than people who have meat and fish in their diet, according to new research. Alex Tyshirt analysis.
6: I would say that is absolutely true.
2: See, it, it doesn't help when you make my point for me. So oh, you want me to go I come on, every <laughs> night when I say you got to eat meat to have protein, you go, "No, Jay, come on, Jay, you can have other things. You can, you can eat, you can, you can lick the dust off the floor in your house. You can eat the cardboard. <laughs> Absolutely, when the pizza comes in, and it's good for you. You Can eat the the little uh, ro- 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 roll away uh, b- bugs in your in your car, the roly-polies in your, in your driveway. You can All right, I still inside. consider that an animal, so. I well, mean, it is it, protein.
6: All right, Jay. You it, it, want the analysis you're
2: looking for? I, I want the true analysis. All, all right, it, here you go, Jay. So that's the factual true,
6: right? matter is: most people get into veganism for the trendy thing to look cool, to say I'm hip, I'm saving uh, the planet, I love the animals. Yet I have a, you know, I have all these animals at home. I save sheep. It's all great. But majority of them, when they do this <laughs> wait, switch, wait, they don't wait. do wait the. A minute,
2: wait a <laughs> minute! These people, have <laughs> you sheep tried
5: to leap right past the sheep. <laughs> what? What the I hell are you saying, doing, what man? Do you went
2: right from alpaca farming to just woo. Okay. All right, I that can was keep going. Hot! Wow, that yeah, was no, hot no, ache. you can. I didn't know all these Ooh. all these vegans kept sheep in their. Yes, box, of I, I course. Got to look. Okay.
6: All right, so this is it. So now when they do this and they switch over, majority of them don't do the actual research needed to see what do I need to supplement instead of getting the nutrients I was from animal products to make sure I get them through plant products. So most of them eat Oreos, French fries, yada yada yada, and they get very deficient. Their bones grow weak. Their muscles grit at atrophy, yada yada yada. So yes, it is a very important thing to know what you're eating to do the research into how to get your plant proteins, all your vitamins, and yada yada. And that is why most of the vegans do have brittle bones.
2: Okay, so no, number one, you've used up your your quota for the word yada. Uh, okay. Two, so you're a real vegan, like like.
6: No, like I'm plant based.
2: No, no, no. But you but you wanna you wanna eat it for the food. You don't care about saving the planet or anything else like that. You wanna destroy <laughs> the planet, hope it goes up in flames. You just wanna be healthy while you're doing it.
6: Well, that's a hot take. Um, okay. I just
2: wanna make sure. No,
6: I'm more of- saying that I started with this whole dietary change for my health attributes and like uh-huh. trying to make myself healthier. And then after that, it's gonna majority just the world follows. Once you help yourself the world will follow after you.
2: Ah, okay. All right. So help the world help yourself. Yeah, because it's like the whole thing,
6: like why am I trying to make the world have peace if I don't have peace? How can I love you if I don't love myself? That kind of thing.
2: You know, I think Sting
5: wrote lyrics to this effect. (laughs) When the world is running down, you make the best of what's still around.
2: Yeah, I was thinking more Heath Ledger's Joker. Some people just want to watch the world burn. It's well, it's too was a soon on Heath, more, man. Uh, just Tyshirt shirt, <laughs> shirt standing up in a big tower eating quinoa, going, "Look at everything burning!" Wow, well, look at everything burning! Look at that! I'm going to hold my quinoa out here, and the flames that are that are licking up the sides of my castle are going to heat up my quinoa. Oh, that's really good right there. No, I, I believe it though, Jay. Yeah. I, I believe the article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So now I know Tyshirt. shirt. I got Now I got to watch out for Tyshirt, shirt. Apparently, he's,
6: he's don't so push awesome. me down the halls. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Twitter and How About a Fresca, Mike gets Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, quick thank you and shout out to Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix. They have decided to air every hour of our program now. They flipped over to us all four hours before. Uh, we had three hours on. Now we're on all four hours. They picked up our entire show. Uh, thank you very much. And look, just in time for CP3 to come to town. Yeah. It's the uh, Coyotes uh, uh, channel as well. So, a lot of big stuff coming out of Arizona. Look, this is the right time now. This is the right time. Look, everything, everything's coming up roses in Arizona. You got Kyler Murray. We have the NHL season coming back at some point soon. You got CP3 in Phoenix, and suddenly him and Devin Booker are going to have them in, you know, the, the playoff chase now, six through eight in the West. It's starting to happen now. And you have more Smith and Harmon. Room for aggressive expansion. See, I stole a Heath Leisure line. That's very good. I like there that. There you go. All right. And uh, you know, listen, I'm I'm big in Chandler, uh, Arizona, by the way, just so you know. I have friends in Chandler. I thought you had
5: some other story that was coming up there. I'm glad
2: just like Alex's sheep comment. We on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm ba- I have friends in Chandler. Then I watch Sicario, and I'm like, "Ooh, That was going on in Chandler, Arizona. Oh, my God. But then, you know, it's just a movie. Uh, So who is that quarterback that could be out of a job when he thinks he's got one coming back? We'll give it to you in 90 seconds. But first,
3: be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app,
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the last couple of days has been all about a couple of different quarterbacks in the NFL. And one of them has been Taysom Hill who took over for Drew Brees this week in a pretty shocking decision. Uh, we all expected Jameis Winston to be the starting quarterback. We said on the show, all right, Jameis is going to get about 65% of the snaps, but they'll keep Taysom Hill in because the guy's a weapon. Maybe he plays 35% of the time at quarterback. And suddenly Steve Spurrier is saying, Oh, I can't wait to watch the saints. They're playing two quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it happens in the NFL now. Just, I was ahead of my time. Just, uh, you know, early 2000s work. Uh, But Taysom Hill showed on Sunday what nobody thought he'd be able to do. No one thought he was going to be as dynamic as he was. And for everybody who thinks Drew Brees is just going to waltz back in to be a starting quarterback, here's a little hot take theater for you. The longer Drew Brees is out... The harder it's gonna be for him to reclaim his starting job. I, I know there's talk that maybe he's gonna be back in three weeks with what does he have? 85 broken ribs, but he can come back in three weeks. Like, oh no, he's gonna be back soon, he be back soon. It will be a really hard decision, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. It'll be a really difficult decision. But Taysom Hill is Right now, he can do more than Drew Brees. At this point, Drew Brees is kind of like, you know, we talked about this with Jason Lock and four. He's kind of like an elite game manager. That's where Brees is at this point in his career. It's His final year in the NFL, he is an elite game manager. And the, the offense is not dynamic. Breeze doesn't go downfield at all. And certainly, he's not the threat running the football like Taysom Hill is. And what did we see out of Taysom Hill on Sunday? guy had never thrown more than 18 passes his entire career in the NFL. Well, he got past that. He ran for 51 yards and two touchdowns. The offense looked dynamic. And I don't even know if Alvin Kamara caught a pass on on Sunday. This is how good... The Saints' offense ran. Yes, they scored points with Drew Brees, but this is a different kind of animal right now. Taysom Hill played terrific. He has two more games like this. I don't know how you go back to Drew Brees and you tell the team, yeah, this is what's going to keep us winning. Because the way he makes plays, the extra threat he is being able to run, you're talking about, I mean, you, you. I give you the stats from Sunday, and I said, hey, who do you think is a guy that threw for 260 yards, ran for 50 and two touchdowns? You would say, oh, that's Lamar Jones. Jackson. No, that's Taysom Hill. All right? I mean, that that's Taysom Hill. 230 through the air. He had five incomplete passes, and he ran for two touchdowns. That is a Lamar Jackson stat line. It's going to be really difficult to say, okay, Drew, here it is. Now, everybody is kind of on the same page in New Orleans where if they did it, Taysom Hill would say, hey, it's okay. He thinks it's going to be his job next year. Drew Breesman. You've got everybody who would be saying, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But in the end, you're trying to win championships. And when you can say, "When you, can you really look at this team and say, we're better off with Drew Brees at quarterback than we are with Taysom Hill. I mean, that that's the question that Sean Payton's got to be able to say, I'm okay with that, and going back to Drew Brees, knowing he would be selling the team short. Two more games like this for Taysom Hill, and he has to keep that job when Drew Brees is healthy coming back.
5: Yeah, I, I don't see how you could make a switch. Like You've just got to be giddy it offensively. All of the wrinkles that you've been sitting on, that you've been able to deploy five, six, eight times a game with Taysom Hill, the running back wide receiver tight end, you now get to have in your pocket every down he's on the field. There's great value to that, keeping defenses off balance. Now, not all of them are going to be the Atlanta Falcons who we thought were starting to show signs of life and then got stomped uh, once again, and they're all banged up, right? Big play to Calvin Ridley. He's got a foot injury. Julio Jones has a hammy that might keep him out this week. This is more for your fantasy purposes, adding mix into the mix here for you as well. But when we look at what the Saints could be, you saw he was able to force feed Michael Thomas pretty well. And even on a couple of occasions, you saw Michael Thomas recognize, hey, this guy's got a better arm than Drew Brees because he didn't react well enough, right? The ball that whizzed through his hands was like, oh, okay, there's some fire coming out here. And it, timing and trying to get to the you know backs out of the backfield or the short passes, a little bit of touch that needs to be learned. Well, that's that's the evolution of a quarterback. But what he's able to do under center, I'm curious to see how it plays. Am, am I a, a believer in it long term? I'm still skeptical. But the starting point is pretty darn good from what we saw on Sunday. So we'll see what the next step is. Uh, Obviously, Alvin Kamara has to be a bigger part of your offense uh, as you go down the stretch. But you still won comfortably and move, as we say, succeed and
2: proceed. Uh, Color me intrigued. Yeah, it, it's not like you could. I could just give it to him now after one game. You know, no. it, I can't just. But certainly, this game went way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought this is going to be a little bit more difficult because he, look, Taysomill's never played an entire game at quarterback. The guy's thirty-two. Look, friend of the show, Taysomill. We've had him on a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be a little bit more of an adjustment. There was no adjustment. Taysom Hill came in and and this is where you not you, you tip your cap to Sean Payton and say okay he knew what he was doing even though the team was split on on Taysom Hill Jameis Winston he knew what he was doing and they went out and they won a game and won it in a dominant style two again two more games like this and Drew Brees will kind of get flaccoed right which is which is the term for a guy's gonna keep being injured even though he's healthy enough to come back because another guy has taken his job. Because that's up with Lamar Jackson. right? Lamar Jackson takes over for Joe Flacco when it was going to be a slow a passing of the torch to Lamar Jackson. But mm-hmm. Flacco gets hurt. Lamar Jackson comes in and plays really well right away. So suddenly what happened? Flacco was hurt a lot longer than we thought he was going to be hurt. Ah, You know, Joe, no, you're still hurt, Joe. No, but I feel fine. No, your arm's broken. I'm sorry. I can't I, I, I we can't put you out there. So Flacco was hurt for a lot longer. Finally he was healthy enough, but Lamar Jackson Jackson had established himself, and Flacco wasn't getting the job back, so he wound up leaving to go to the Denver Broncos. That's what's going to happen with Drew Brees. If it gets to that point, it's going to be, Drew, let's save some face, and the right thing to do would be to say, you know, we're still we're still hoping you recover, and, and we're still going to, you know, check in on you and everything. Hope you can come back and play. Hope you can come back and play. But while Taysom Hill is playing well, there's no reason to rush Drew Brees back in. The only reason to do it is because Drew Brees wants to say, blank you, this is my last year, and this is my team. And I understand. Understand that because the guy's been a saint for so long, but again. What's best for the team? Is it best to put Drew Brees back out there and try to struggle a little bit more to win? Or, hey, Taysom Hill gives you something that Drew Brees never had. you got to make that tough decision. But that's how it'll go. If, they, if Taysom Hill does that, that's the way the Saints – hey, listen, Drew is still banged up. You know, we found some more broken ribs. Look, they find new broken ribs on Drew Brees every day. <laughs> At first it was three, then it was eight, now it's 45. It, it, they, can, they, they will find a way to push it, push it, so everybody gets to say face and it's not a controversy. That's what will go. He will get flackoed if Taysom Hill has two more games like this.
5: Well, but that's just it, right? Saying, hey, we're we're pushing through, and look, he's recovering and all these things. He's superhuman. He's Wolverine, and his wounds are healing quickly. That's the, that's all good and fine and good, but is he really, right? I mean, how taped up is he going to have to be? Duct tape, flat jackets, and everything else. You got a healthy QB, again, now just a QB, in Taysom Hill, who – threw the ball very well, far better than I think most of us expected. Hiccups, yes, but why rush Drew Brees back? I mean, loyalty is important, don't get me wrong, and what Brees and Peyton have had these 15 years in New Orleans is, is incredible, without a doubt. But you also have to look at, you know, you're beholden to trying to win and put your best product on the field this year. I don't know that a... Recovering from being fully broken
2: in the midsection, uh, Drew Brees is the way to go. Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios. Uh, coming up next, I know the college football season is we're kind of getting along with it, and it's difficult with the games getting postponed for COVID. It's also happening with college basketball, but. For one of these sports, I see much shinier shinier, and happier and sunnier days ahead. Which one? Find out next. This is Fox.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: You know, a couple of months ago, my my wife, who is much more uh, hip on the new music coming out now than I am, like I'm always a little bit later to some to some new music. Uh, you know, hey, I'm still hip to listen to it, right? This this is one of those songs that she must have just missed because this was on the radio and I start singing it because uh, I I've always love this song by DMX and I start singing it and I'm, and she's going, "What's this song?" I go, "DMX, isn't it?" She goes, "This is a good song." She goes, "This new?" I go. It's just new. I I said, the Lakers were dancing to this when they won the title. She goes, yeah. I said, in 2000, that's when this song came out. She thought it was new.
5: Well, like, I would say this. Ooh. Number one, it's good for your chair exercising video. Yes. Make sure you get the right. Two, we're only like two days away from hearing DMX do Rudolph the Red Doe's reindeer. <laughs> I can't wait. On the network. So, <laughs> Rudolph the Yeah, Red baby. Reindeer, let's go. Reindeer,
2: reindeer. Uh, yeah, why can't we play that now, Tyshirt? Do you want you know, me like, to? I mean, I don't mean right now. I mean like Like in I'm going to play it in the next now. two seconds? No, no, no. Like, uh, Not oh. like you do with Nickelback. Uh, no, I didn't say did the whole word. Did you just nope. say Nickelback? Nope. I did oh. <laughs> I did not say the whole band. I stopped in the middle because I knew what you were going to do.
6: Jason, if I have five cents, what do I have?
2: Uh, you have uh, uh, half a dime. How dare you? <laughs> hey, what con- it again. What concert costs 45 cents to attend? Uh, a Nickelback concert? No, no, no. 50 Cent featuring Nickelback. Uh, okay, All right, we're moving on. This is my nightmare. We're moving on. 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 Uh, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason (laughs) Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Look, right now we're in a span of time where we're limping to the end of the college football season. We'll have more of the college football playoff coming up in about 10 minutes. But we're seeing games get postponed, you know, more. Look, this week we've had some heritage games get postponed for the first time. And look, Minnesota got postponed this week for the first time in 113 years. I mean, it's it's a really difficult situation right now. But it takes the Badgers out. Yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin can't play, uh, can't compete for the uh, Big Ten title anymore uh, because they're not going to play enough games. Uh, Utah is now going to play Washington after the Arizona State game got canceled, so we're seeing this all over the place in college football, and we're starting to see it a little bit with college basketball, where teams are going to start playing this weekend, and some games are getting postponed. Teams haven't been able to practice a lot the last couple of weeks. Look, I know Syracuse is going to have one practice in the last 10 days before they have their season opener on on Friday night. So it's starting to go in college basketball but I really see sunnier days ahead for college foot, uh, college basketball. College football is going to struggle because no one wants to make the big, make make the right call and, and expand the playoff. But college basketball, I this is just a rough patch to start the season because college basketball is going to be fine. We're not going to have as many games canceled because you're talking about 12 players on a team, not 120. The on-campus kids are going to be gone for vacation pretty soon. I get it looks difficult now, but basketball ball is not football. All right? It's going to be like baseball where there's going to be some game postponements, but the best part for college basketball is you can make it up. If if you say hey, we can't play Tuesday because of COVID, all right, but then you can play Thursday or we can play the following Sunday. There's more spots on the schedule to make up college basketball games than there is college football games. If you don't have a bye, you can't make that game up. I mean, it's that simple. College basketball is more COVID-friendly than you think. This is a rough patch to start things off, and it's always been rough. Whatever sport started up, it started off rough, right? The NFL started off rough. Baseball started off rough. Basketball started off rough before they got to the bubble. This is just that kind of patch. We're going to have a good college basketball season, and we may wind up seeing an expanded tournament because of it you know why not yeah let's go from 68 let's go to 84 96 teams. maybe this is the year for that it's going to be a good season we just have to get past this rough part now because that's what this is college basketball is much more baseball than it is college football i, I really do believe that that college basketball is really going to be strong as, as we go through the season well much larger sample size in terms of games to be
5: played between the regular season non-conference where applicable and then when you get to conference tournaments etc most teams are going to play in excess of 30 games so if you lose a couple in the outset and then you have maybe some scheduling opportunities to mix one or two of those back in you're still able to get enough of a sample size to impress the pollsters and have your run towards conference tournaments and ultimately the ncaa tournament Football, you're already at a small enough regular season to where one or two games truly makes the difference. So, yeah, the equating it to baseball is absolutely the right thing to do. Get through the hiccups, get through the hurdles, figure out best practices, and, and move forward. And the fact that most students will be sent home for five to six weeks – and the campuses will be quasi-empty means a lot of athletes doing ollies in the uh, courtyard, but uh, they'll have the place to themselves. The hacky sack players will have gone home.
2: Oh, <laughs> those people that are always playing hacky sack at the end of each quad going, oh, come on, guys. Really, you're playing hacky sack? Really? You're really doing this? You're that? 30 years old. Let's go. <laughs> but I'm Listen, a grad I- student. Go, Go I- to work. Listen, you can't tell me. I've been at this school for 10 years now. I know everything you need to know. I'm no dummy, all right? So I, I'll, I, I got another six more years until I graduate. I'm going to graduate with my doc. I'm going to be 44 years old, all kinds of debt, never having a job. That's going to be me. USA. USA. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen. I always wanted to do that. Boy, could I have done that? But a college student, thirty six now. I was happy when school was done. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen. Dome. Hey, don't forget our best of podcast goes up after the show. Download it on iTunes. Subscribe. Listen. Thank you so much. Uh, we give you all the best material we possibly can every single night. But coming up next, the college football playoff poll is out. What college football needs to do one hundred percent. Next on Fox.